You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. They are here, the initial college football playoff rankings, and BYU checks in at number 15. Pretty impressive, all things considered. We'll dig into that, let you hear from players and coaches from media availability yesterday, shortly after that was revealed, their reaction to being the 15th ranked team in the country. We'll also talk a little bit more about what's going on with Senior Day this week, announcing our winner of our scavenger hunt on yesterday's show for tickets to the Senior Day game against Idaho State. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else involving the Cougars like we normally do. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, McDonald's. Absolutely love having them on board with us. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, with that out of the way, let's get rolling here on a hump day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 3rd, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We aim to be the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about every single day. And the only way to do that is to make sure you join us every day. So hit that follow button. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms out there. And thank you once again for your support of this venture as usual. Now... News yesterday came in the form of the new college football playoff rankings. And, of course, these are the rankings that actually matter. The AP poll is fun. The coaches poll is fun. The NFF Super 16 poll, that one's fun as well. But if you want to really matter in the sport of college football in this day and age, the college football playoff rankings are where it's at. They don't come out until the first Tuesday of November. I actually kind of respect the way they go about it because it kind of goes in line with what I think about college football rankings. Preseason rankings and everything are talking points, but until you really see a team play four, five, maybe six games, you don't really know what you've got. So I actually like the fact that the college football playoff committee allows the first two months of the seasons to play first two months of the season to play out and then they come out with their rankings. Well, the good news is if you're a BYU fan, is the Cougars, according to the College Football Playoff Committee, are ranked number 15 in the country. Actually higher than both the Associated Press and Coaches polls that came out on Sunday. Pretty impressive mark of respect for the BYU football program, considering last year at this juncture when the initial college football playoff rankings came out, BYU was sitting at 9-0. Many of you remember the great run that BYU had. Well, in those initial rankings in 2020, BYU at 9-0 was ranked 14th. Granted, at that point, they had not played any Power 5 teams, nor would they play any Power 5 teams during the 2020 season. We all know they ultimately finished number 11 in the, on the season. This year, though, when you go 5-1 and one against the Power 5 and you're sitting at 7-2, and two, well, the College Football Playoff Committee puts a lot more stock, apparently, into the fact that you've played high-level competition. BYU has lost two games, but they're only one spot behind where they started the rankings last year. 
I think that goes to prove that the college football playoff committee is putting a lot of weight into the fact that BYU is playing a much harder schedule this year against more high-level competition. Also putting a lot of respect on the fact that BYU has gone 5-1 and one against their Power 5 opponents so far. They still have one remaining this year. That'll be the season finale, the regular season finale, down there in Los Angeles at the Coliseum against the USC Trojans. But the good news is right now, my friends, is if BYU wins out, and I believe they should and probably will win out, I think this week is is a given. I think Georgia Southern, with all the transition that they're going through, which, by the way, Clay Helton, this is uh, just an aside real quick, Clay Helton, the former head coach of the USC Trojans, was fired after the third game of this season, yesterday announced as the new head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Will he be coaching on the sideline when BYU shows up in Statesboro a few weeks from now? Highly doubt it. I think he'll be getting into town if he's not already there in Statesboro. He'll probably be doing most of his work in an off-the-field capacity, recruiting, trying to build the future of the Eagles. But it's kind of funny that BYU will take on Clay Helton's program. He's officially the head coach, even though he may not be on the field actually coaching in that game, one week before going to face Clay Helton's former team in USC. Just kind of a unique, unique angle that kind of goes into all of this. But getting back to my original point is if BYU wins out, they finish the regular season 10-2, and two, there no, there's no reason to think if they keep winning that they will not continue to move up in these rankings. Obviously, I could be dead wrong about that. The college football playoff committee, as we all know, has been very interesting when it comes to power to non-Power 5 teams. BYU's kind of in this nebulous world where they're not a G5. They're also not a P5 for the time being. They will be when they join the Big 12, but it's just a weird situation that BYU finds themselves in. But if they continue to win... All they have to do to be in contention or be considered for a New Year's Six Bowl game is to move up three slots. You have to be inside the top 12 to be uh, eligible to be picked to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. That does not guarantee that you will get that New Year's Six Bowl game because BYU does not qualify under the G5 rule, which guarantees a spot to a G5 team. Cincinnati is the odds-on favorite to run the table out of the American and get that bid. It is my sincere belief, and this is just me spitballing here, is that if BYU runs at the table and they get some luck falling their way and they move inside the top 10, let's say come Selection Sunday after the college football, uh, after the conference championship weekend plays out in early December and they announce the New Year's Six Bowl games, it is my belief that if BYU is sitting inside the top 10, we're saying 8 or 9, or maybe even number 10 in the country in those college football playoff rankings, I would think that they're an attractive property, attractive enough property based on some of the matchups, you could see them being picked to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Now, that would be a monster upgrade over the Shreveport Independence Bowl. I don't even know what the sponsor is for the Independence Bowl anymore. Or even the Cactus Bowl, which is now the Guaranteed Rate Bowl down there in Tempe, which BYU could end up playing in should the Big Ten not be able to fulfill their bowl obligations. But you, all you got to do right now, just the, the simple format for BYU right now is just win, baby. The old Al Davis quote, just win and let everything else take its proper course. Would it be helpful for BYU to have had maybe one more Power 5 opponent here in the final month of the season to have another, I guess, quote-unquote statement win for the committee to evaluate them on? Looking at it now, probably, but all you can do is go out and win your games. 
Go out and blitz Idaho State this week. Beat them 50-7 to or some such. Great. You'll probably move up a spot or two after that. You'll enjoy a bye week and kind of wait to see how things play out the week after that. Prepare to go and face uh, Georgia Southern down there in Statesboro, Georgia. Face off against the triple option offense that uh, the Eagles offer. And then you finish off the season with your last Power 5 opponent, your seventh Power 5 opponent against the USC Trojans in L.A. Just win and see what happens. Let the chips fall where they may. The funny thing is, is even if BYU does get uh, sent to the Independence Bowl, there is actually a very real scenario that BYU could be playing against maybe an undefeated or maybe at the very worst a one-loss UTSA team. If you recall during the 2020 season, Jeff Trailer's program gave BYU everything they could handle in Provo. If you have two ranked opponents playing in the Independence Bowl, that's actually not a bad thing. I know that it's the Independence Bowl doesn't have the cachet of the Fiesta Bowl or the Sugar Bowl. Insert big name bowl game here. But if you can get a ranked opponent in a bowl game, that's better than most bowl games. It's better than playing in some also-ran bowl game against some 6-6 and Power 5 opponent. If you're going to relegate BYU ultimately to playing in the Independence Bowl, give me UTSA or give me a Coastal Carolina where BYU's got a little bit of history with these programs. They're ranked and would be one of the premier matchups outside of the New Year's Six. But there is a real scenario. There's a pathway, I guess is what I should say. There's a pathway for BYU to be eligible for the New Year's Six Bowl games. But all you got to do, all you can focus on if you're a BYU player, coach, or administrator is just winning the games set before you for the time being and then let everything else play out around you. I think this is actually a really good spot for BYU. I sincerely thought that they would be somewhere between 17 and 23, somewhere in that range, kind of based on what I saw from the AP poll and also the coaches poll. I'm actually very, very pleased by the initial ranking for BYU here from the College Football Playoff Committee. It's a mark of respect. BYU should be feeling good about themselves. And now, just go out there, take care of your business on the field, and then we'll see where things are in early December. All right, coming up here in just a moment, I uh, wanted to get you guys some audio from BYU football media availability yesterday. Elisa Tuiaki, Hayden Livingston, as well as Morgan Piper all spoke to the media yesterday and actually responded to the fact that they're ranked 15th literally minutes after the announcement came. It was kind of how things played out. We'll get you their reaction and also some additional thoughts on BYU football. We'll touch on all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. If you're not giving Prize Picks a shot, already i would encourage you guys to do so they are a leader in college sports daily fantasy they offer more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the power five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns even to interceptions thrown you pick two to five players in an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry and it's just you versus those projected numbers you also right now can get a 100 instant deposit match up to $100 just by using the promo code locked on at pricepicks.com. They also have an award-winning app you can get started on there as well. You can still take advantage of that match by using the promo code locked on on that app as well. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy and Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Get to pricepicks.com, use that promo code locked on or go to your app store and don't download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy.
This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by McDonald's, which has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place for teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team. They all can come to recharge. It's also the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I had McDonald's last night for dinner, funny enough. The McRib is back. I am a McRib aficionado. Loved it. So excited to have it back for a limited time. Would encourage you guys to get over to your local McDonald's. Uh, The best part about McDonald's, as mentioned previously, is just a place you can go and know what you can depend on. So if you haven't been to a McDonald's in a minute to refuel and reconnect, get back to your local McDonald's. I want everybody to give the McRib at least one shot in their life. You may find you're a huge fan of it, like myself. By the way, did somebody say a locked-on Cougars watch party? Yeah, we're going to work on that as well. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Now, something I meant to get to in the first part of the show, but let's let you hear from Elisa Tuiaki, Hayden Livingston, as well as Morgan Piper. They were the three individuals who spoke during BYU media availability last night, literally minutes after the college football playoff rankings were revealed. We'll start off with Coach Satake. Had, uh, he was a little incredulous, it seems like, about the ranking, but for a good reason. So here you go. Here's Coach Sataki's thoughts on BYU being ranked number 15. I just come out? Yeah, I just came out within the oh. hour. Oh, shoot. That's that's uh, that's good. <laughs> I'm uh, still still kind of processing it. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, you know, obviously getting any kind of attention for the for the program and the kids is, is a good thing. Look, I know Elisa Tuiaki is persona non grata for some of you out there, but I appreciate him saying, I'm not exactly sure what to think of it. I'm sure had he been given more time to know the news, that type of stuff, probably would have had a more eloquent thought. But as he said, it's just good to see BYU being rewarded for their play on the field. That That's the overarching takeaway from this. Now let's let you hear from Hayden Livingston, a guy that is a walk-on, a guy who is dreamed of playing at BYU, you as a quarterback in high school up there in Idaho has become a safety for the BYU football program and has been a very good football player in multiple uh, stints for the Cougars well here's what he had to say about being ranked 15th in the country yeah, I think we're just really grateful to be acknowledged by the committee like that. We've all been working really hard, players, coaches, so that's really nice of them to, to put us at 15. And I know right now, though, like none of us are looking ahead other than just Idaho State. We just want to correct the mistakes from last week and, and execute at a high level on Saturday. And we know that things will end up how they're supposed to be if we just we do that every Saturday the rest of the season. A good message there from Hayden Livingston just saying, you know what, let's just go take care of business. Kind of the point I made earlier on in this podcast, handle your business on the field and then whatever happens happens at that point thought a very good thought we'll wrap up here with sound came from fellow walk-on morgan piper a guy who got the start against virginia has become actually a very valuable piece at kind of one of those hybrid linebacker spots for byu he's got a flash i thought very well in that game against virginia played a lot of snaps and i thought performed well 
in that game. Here's what he had to say about being ranked 15th. Coming in at 15, we're excited about that, um, but we still got a lot more to prove, and that starts with Idaho State this Saturday. So we're excited for the future and, and what potentially that could hold, but our main focus right now is is playing Idaho State and, and putting the best product of football we can out there and executing and, and then going from there. Put the best product you can out there. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And by the way, one thing I'm just going to be clear about this is Kalani Sitake is not going to run up the score against Idaho State just to score popularity points with the college football playoff committee. So don't anticipate it. Don't expect it. That's just not how he operates. So I thought good thoughts overall from all three individuals about being ranked 15th in the country. Now, let's talk about two very cool things that happened, and it involves the ticket giveaways we have done this year. Uh, And one of them is a very, very heartwarming story, something that I wanted to highlight, but I needed to get permission from the person involved before I did that. So we'll talk about that in a moment, but let's reveal our ticket winner for the tickets to go watch BYU as well as Idaho State on Senior Day this Saturday afternoon. We made it a scavenger hunt on yesterday's podcast as you guys to answer three questions the first person to email locked on byu at gmail.com with the email address was going to win the tickets well a number of you uh, emailed us and the winning answers uh, so the two emails that got the answers correct they actually came in about let's see i'm looking at it about five minutes apart from one another it's just crazy how close they came in but we're going to ej EJ was our winner, sent in the answer yesterday morning, and I think did a good job with this. So, first question, the first matchup in BYU and Idaho State's history against one another came in 1932 on November 4th. Yes, the same week that BYU will be playing Idaho State, essentially this week, it'll be November 6th in this case, and BYU won that game 32 to nothing. Now, our second question. There is a former BYU defensive lineman who is currently in the NFL who scored an offensive touchdown against Idaho State. Who was that? Kairos Tonga was the right answer. And he said, Kairos Tonga, baby. I remember that one from 2019. If you guys remember kind of that jumbo package, uh, I don't even know what they called it where they had uh, Tonga as a fullback. looked like a flex bone option uh, type of package where Diane Lake was taking, or Diane Gunwoloku was taking the snaps, and Kairos Tonga punched it in for a three-yard touchdown run in that game. And then the final question that won EJ the tickets, BYU beat Idaho State on September 16, 1950, 14-13. That was the closest that the Cougars have ever come to losing to Idaho State. Ironically enough, it's the last time that BYU played a game up there in Pocatello. Now, EJ did not get the extra credit question about the venue that game was played in. That uh, answer actually came by our second uh, email that was actually had all the right answers. That was a good friend, Jacob. And he sent it in and said, uh, it was played in the Spud Bowl. Can you think of a more perfect name for a venue for college sports to be played in in southeastern Idaho than the Spud Bowl? I submit that you cannot. But nonetheless, EJ, you are our winner. I will be getting in touch with you to get you those tickets and hope you enjoy the game this coming Saturday. Now, college football for BYU, our tickets for the season have now all been given away. I don't know how many of you have heard this, but if you have not, I did purchase a pair of season tickets for BYU basketball, and we'll be giving those away throughout the upcoming 
upcoming season as well. So never fret, never fear. We will have you guys covered. If you want to go watch the Cougar Cagers in action this winter, we'll have you covered on that front. We'll start things off. We'll do a giveaway probably later this week or early next week because Tuesday is the season opener against Cleveland State, and we'll send a lucky winner and their whoever they want to take with them to that game, and we'll continue to do that throughout the upcoming season. And Very much looking forward to it. It's something I enjoy doing here is rewarding our listeners for listening to the podcast. I don't do these giveaways on Twitter. I don't do them on social media. I do it for those of you who actually listen to the show. I'm not just going to throw something out on social media. Somebody who's never listened to the show answers it and wins tickets. That's not how I operate. I'm rewarding you, the dedicated listeners, our quote-unquote first-listen aficionados, the ones that listen every single day. You guys are getting the reward. Now, the other note I wanted to talk about, something that was really, really cool, and it's going to answer a question. Uh, Gavin Pohl entered our contest last week and missed out on tickets. He had talked about the fact that his father had esophageal cancer and they had gone to BYU games, and I, I did a random number generator to pick the winner, and Gavin, unfortunately, was not the winner for last week's tickets against Virginia. But a fellow listener who was listening to the show and was inspired by Gavin's story about his father, them going to games together and watching Bronco Mendenhall and the battle that Gavin's father had, I believe it was with esophageal cancer, if I recall correctly, uh, reached out to me. Her name is Jolie Carroll. She goes by Jojo Carroll on Twitter. And she reached out to me on social media, on Twitter actually, and said, hey, I've got two extra tickets for Saturday's game on row 10. Yes, primo seats. She said, I'd love to give them to the man who emailed about losing his dad to cancer. Having recently lost my mother-in-law, that hit home for me. Let me know. Well, I, re- I talked to Jojo, said, I'd absolutely love to reach out. So I reached out to Gavin, inquired about it. He said, I would love to have the tickets. Well, Jolie, I, I appreciate you letting me tell this story because I wasn't going to tell if she did not want me to tell the story. If she wanted to be remain anonymous, I would have left it how it was. But Jolie, this is the community I hope to build with Locked On Cougars. Your story was inspirational, obviously, and just heartwarming that you would give up 10th row tickets. You probably could have sold those for a pretty penny, especially considering Bronco Mendenhall was in town. It's Virginia. It's a Power 5 game. You could have made a lot of money, but instead, you gave them to a complete stranger because you were inspired by their story. That's the type of community I I aspire to build with this podcast, and thank you to Jolie. You deserve all the plaudits, all the praise, all the credit in the world for your gesture and allowing Gavin to go enjoy that game. I know Gavin enjoyed it. He actually reached out, and Gavin, I'm answering your question. He actually reached out to me. Jay, could you tell me who uh, gave me those tickets? Well, Gavin, here you go. You You got your answer, and hopefully it's something that all of you can take uh, to heart. It was just really, really cool. And uh, Jolie, I know your kids, you said they would think this is cool to hear their mom being shouted out on this podcast. So your mom's a superhero, Carol kids. Your mom is the best. So thank you, Jolie, for your kind gesture. Really, really inspirational. And once again, just kind of indicative of what I want this Locked On Cougars community to ultimately be. All right, we will wrap up today's show here in just a moment. Catch you guys up on everything going on in the NFL with former Cougars and the pros. We'll touch on all that rundown, how they did over this past weekend in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control, and I am a huge fan of this company. They're one of the OGs and maybe actually the original 
local sponsor with our podcast. Seth Barrett is a huge BYU fan, and nobody bleeds more blue than Seth. I honestly believe that. But he has one of the best pest control companies out there. It's a local company here in Utah, based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. If you need pest control services, they are the place to go. I can attest to it because they've taken care of my home. They've come out over the past three or so years since I have started working with them. I've thrown every imaginable scenario that I've had with my pest control needs at them. They've handled all of them with patience. They've understood. They've listened and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And they kind of explain the whole process to you and then they get to work. What I love about it, they've handled every one of the situations I've thrown at them and I've never had a repeat problem. That's the mark of a good company. Additionally, if you go to their Google reviews, they have five-star reviews up and down the board. I am not alone in singing the praises of All Guard Pest Controls. No matter what your pest control needs are, whether they're residential or commercial, give All Guard Pest Control your business. You can give them a call, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can check them out online at their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. Yes, that is All Guard Pest Controls with an S. When you give them that call, once again, the phone number, 801-851-1812. Tell them that Jake Hatch and Locked On Cougars sent you, and they'll make sure you are taken care of. One final time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever. They got a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season, both NBA and college-wise, and they've got offering more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Bonus. It's a great way to get into the sports betting world, put some shekels or some skittles on the games you're already watching, have some skin in the game, as it were, from basketball to football to the baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. It's all courtesy of betonline.ag, where the game starts. As we round out today's show, let's run down how former Cougars and the pros did. But before we do that, a really cool thing is that Logan Fano is home from his mission, coming home a little bit early. But nonetheless, BYU fans rejoice. One of the top prospects BYU has signed in their recent history is going to join the BYU football program in January. He's an outside linebacker, defensive end type, who I think is going to be an absolute stud for BYU if he lives up to his potential. Really, really cool story over at CougarSportsInsider.com from Jeff Hansen talking about the potential impact he could have. I loved watching Fano during his prep days at Timview High School. I thought he was a monster get for BYU, a guy that committed early on, backed off that commitment, seemed like he had no interest in BYU, and then came back around to decide that Provo is where he wanted to play his college ball. I wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward here and hope that he can be that impact guy that he appears to be on film. All right, on to former Cougars and the pros. Let's run down everything you need to know about former Cougars in in action this past weekend. The Carolina Panthers 
Raiders beat the Atlanta Falcons 19-13. Brady Christensen was relegated to special teams duty for the Panthers in that win. He's seen spot duty along the offensive line. I think he's going to eventually become a starter for the Panthers. Probably not this year unless there's a major injury, but he's developing nicely and I'm excited for him. Congratulations to Kainakua. He was elevated to the active roster for the San Francisco 49ers just before their 33-22 victory over the Chicago Bears. He played 15 snaps, all of them on special teams, but Kai is back on an active roster, I believe, for the fourth year in a row, if I'm not mistaken now. So congratulations to him. Fred Warner continues his steady play. He started at linebacker as the defensive captain for the 49ers. Eight tackles, five of them solo, one pass deflection in that victory. On the opposite side in the losing effort, Kyrus Tonga had a good game. One solo tackle, one tackle for loss. It was a great individual play by him. He played 12 total snaps, five of them on defense, and seven on special teams in that loss. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 15-10, but Sione Takitaki had three total, uh, three total tackles for Cleveland in that loss. Detroit, their awful season continues their 0-8 and Jamal Williams was out uh, for that loss, the 44-6 loss to the Eagles with a thigh injury. Likewise, uh, sitting out with Zach Wilson in a 34-31 victory for the New York Jets, a stunning win over the Cincinnati Bengals. He is still dealing with that PCL injury. He's expected to miss two to four weeks and... Mike White uh, making a statement. I don't believe there's a quarterback controversy. I'm being f- very, very honest about that. The, the the fact that it's being trumped up as such, I don't believe it for a second. I think Mike White is a flash in the pan. He caught a team by surprise who didn't have any film on him. And once NFL teams catch on to him, I think that he will be found out. That's my sincere belief. All right, other notes for you guys. The New England Patriots uh, beat the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24. Harvey Longy is on injured reserve with an MCL sprain, so he is not playing currently for the Patriots. But Kyle Van Noy did play, had two solo tackles and one pass deflection in the win for New England. Michael Davis started at cornerback for the Chargers in the loss. Played only 19 snaps, apparently, on defense. I'm wondering if he got injured. I did not see a tweet about that, and I apologize. I probably should have done some more digging on on that, but only 19 snaps played indicates to me that he was lifted early, maybe due to an injury. But if I learn more about that, I'll be happy to pass it along to you guys. Our other notes before we go here is the Denver Broncos beat the Washington football team 17 to 10. Dax Milne had one reception for 22 yards. Good to see him get 22 snaps, though, 21 of them on offense, just one on special teams. His role continues to expand for WFT. Uh, hopefully, that will continue to see that grow and grow. He's been on the active roster all year long. Dax is one of my favorite stories. A guy who was a walk-on at BYU, turned himself into an NFL draft pick, and is now contributing at the NFL level. Really, really fun to see. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, they beat the Buccaneers 36-27. They did lose Jameis Winston to a season-ending injury toward his ACL and MCL. Uh, Taysom Hill was not active for the last game against the Buccaneers, but the expectations are that he will be cleared from concussion protocol and will be in the mix to potentially start for the Saints. Trevor Simeon is the other uh, quarterback on the roster. He finished up the win for uh, New Orleans in their last game. I'm interested to see if Taysom becomes the guy. He's had a really, really fun role, I think, as the kind of that gadget player for New Orleans. But I've got no doubt that Sean Payton will put him in a position to succeed. 
uh, if he thinks that Taysom is the guy. And then the final note for you guys is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, beat the New York Giants 20-17 to on Monday Night Football. It's not a good night for Daniel Sorensen. Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, multiple people, Stephen A. Smith, I saw him on first take saying that go at number 49, he's the worst. And it's a really, really rough game for Daniel Sorensen. I'm hoping he can bounce back, but if he doesn't in very quick fashion... Uh, it may be the end of the road for a guy who is a former undrafted free agent who has made plenty of money and had a great career, won a Super Bowl, all that stuff. He's done a lot in his career, but Daniel Sorensen, he's got to get things turned around here, or he might find himself as a bench warmer outright released at some point here in the relatively near future. But it's my sincere hope that he gets things turned around and the Chiefs as a team can get things turned around as well. They're not off to a very good start. They're only 4-4, four and four, but still very much a threat when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes at the helm and a former Cougar and Andy Reid calling the shots on offense there in KC. Alright, that's going to do it. You guys are up to speed on everything you need to know here at Midweek. We'll have plenty more for you guys tomorrow. Uh, more from BYU Football Media availability today. Offensive players and coaches speaking. Hopefully Aaron Roderick will be speaking. I'll have some thoughts from him. We'll also continue to get you ready for this Senior Day game against Idaho State. Uh, frankly, there's not a ton to preview because this is a body bag game. It's a money game that BYU is paying Idaho State to come in here and take a loss, but we'll get you ready for it all the same. We'll have you covered top to bottom with everything going on with the Cougars in the meantime. Oh, and one more note before we go here is best of luck to the women's soccer program. They're in Portland, Oregon at Merlot Field to take on the Portland Pilots. That match is scheduled to begin at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. That's 8.30 Mountain time. There will be a live stream on the WCC network. You can go to BYUcougars.com and get the link there. Also, a radio call on the BYU Sports Network as well if you want to hear the Cougars in action tonight. So once again, 7.30 Pacific up there in Portland, 8.30 Mountain Time for those of you here along the Wasatch Front. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I encourage you guys to get over to Locked On Big 12 now. Get caught up on everything going on with the Big 12 Conference. Josh Neighbors does an absolutely fantastic job making sure you're apprised of everything going on in BYU's new conference home beginning in 2023. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms. I would encourage you guys to check that out as soon as we wrap it up here. Follow this show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Email the show anytime, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That is the email address. And until next time, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 3rd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.